Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Good morning, everyone. This is Angie coming from the Savvy Bookkeeper team and um, for an, another episode of the Bookkeeper's Voice. Hope you're all are having a fantastic day and are super excited. I know I am. Today, we are actually joined by guest podcast um, speaker who is a fantastic and inspirational person, I think. Um, and I'm super excited for you guys to have to listen to her wisdom and just have a chat with her basically through our podcast. Uh, her name is Melissa Mayer. Um, and she has over 20 years of experience in the financial services industry. She has previously worked as a financial planner, stockbroker, and seminar delivery specialist. But the main point that I really love is that she is passionate about finances and making a difference in people's lives, um, which is what Savvy is all about and why we kind of asked her to come on the show and have a chat. She has broken things down with all of her knowledge base and created a business where she supports, educates, and coaches her clients on managing their money to basically success. So thank you so much for joining us today, thank Melissa. You. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Um, <laughs> it's, um, I think I, I first heard about you a couple of weeks ago through a Facebook uh, group that I'm on and instantly, basically what Melissa was doing, she was doing a transform your relationship webinar with money webinar and um i decided to take the webinar not for savvy but for my own passion project which i've mentioned with you guys a little bit in the past and as i was listening to the webinar i just got really into what melissa was saying and couldn't help but think how fantastic it would be to have her share her thoughts on this podcast. So thank you so much for kind of putting the strange pieces together. <laughs> Melissa, I know during the webinar, I was, it was a Zoom webinar and my name was actually my business name, my passion project business name. So she had to kind of piece together all the mystery of who exactly is trying to talk to her. So that was amazing. But um, basically what you've done with talking money is that you've consolidated your financial background and your passion to help people. And you've just created a really fantastic business that helps people think about finances in a different way. Do you want to chat about that a little bit? Oh, sure. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi everyone. Um, Shall I just share why I started my business yeah. in the first place? Yeah, so that yeah. Probably will, that'll probably give people a good idea of you know why I decided to to leave you know financial planning and paid um, 
you know, paid employment and stuff like that. Because over my years in finance, it didn't matter whether I was, whether I was financial planning, stockbroking, um, working superannuation fund, you know, wherever I was, I kept having these conversations with people that were very, very good at what they did. Um, you know, really in their genius zone, they could have been self-employed, they were employed, you know, it didn't matter. And because they were very good at what they did, there was always this expectation that they'd also be really good with their money, their money management, you know, all that side of things. And, um, and there is no correlation whatsoever, mm -hmm. including people in finance, mind you. Um, so, but because there was this expectation that they, you know, that they were all over it, um, there was a lot of embarrassment and shame. Mm. And I, you know, and I've, I've, I've had, I have had a number of conversations with people on very, very high incomes, very, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's still a thing um, that there's just so much embarrassment and shame around if you're not all over your money and your finances and your money management and stuff like that, which then unfortunately leads people on to make, you know, perhaps make further decisions that are not serving them, putting them under more pressure and it just keeps spiraling. And the conversation I had with someone this week is if we don't, you know, if we don't do something, it's like death by a thousand cuts. You know, if we don't do something about this, mm -hmm. we're going to get into the position. Um, we're going to have to start, you know, selling assets and that sort of stuff um, to get us out of this, this trouble. So I, I continually was having conversations with people and I had a look around and I won't be as bold to say that there's no one else doing what I do. Um, but I just couldn't find the sort of container that I was wanting to offer people. So I basically decided to um, to start my own business. And so the really the ethos of my business, and that's what I bring to the podcast um, today, is to create a safe space to have a real conversation around money. Not what you think it should look like, not what people are telling you it should look like, or you, you know your family, your friends, or whatever. It's actually, let's pull the curtain back and shine the light on actually is what going what's going on don't worry about what's happened in the past. That's done. That's, that's finished. Let's just see where you are now and how you can move forward. And that's, that's the, that's the basis of my business, um, both on a tangible cash flow um, side of things, which obviously is what we're talking about today. And also um, on the, um, your money mindset, your money stories and money beliefs, which I believe we're going to be talking about next time. So I combine the two together um, because I believe you, they both, you can't have one without the other. Um, so I completely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can clean it up all, all up on the outside and make it look bright and shiny and and great. Now that might be your finances, that might be your business, that could be whatever's going on in your in your um, external world. But if you don't go and then look at what the you know the motivations and behaviours that are driving that, um, which in this situation is talking about your relationship with money, mm -hmm. um, that won't be sustainable. And that's why people keep having you know keep feeling that they're in that loop or that cycle or pattern with money, and they just can't break it. Yeah, and I think that happens with everyone in different walks of life. You know, yeah. a lot of the things that we've been kind of talking about in our podcast lately is really trying to break down a lot of bookkeepers create their bookkeeping businesses the way that they think they're supposed to. So, you know, stereotypically bookkeepers are supposed to be very serious, you know, very, you know, there's a wall between the client and the bookkeeper. And that's why a lot of people have this strange relationship and concept that bookkeepers are all the same and that, you know, they're not really all that funny. They're not, you know, enjoyable, that they're very serious, stern people, which in fact, um, 
all of our bookkeepers have such interesting backgrounds and such interesting reasons why they created their businesses. Yeah. yeah. So when we do mentoring with our bookkeeping clients, it's, we go through and break down like, yes, when I do mentoring, I mainly focus on marketing. That's mainly my focus, but we go through and break down everything and because it all comes into this one package of creating why they've created this business and mm. understanding who they've created the business for. And in our business plan that we offer through Savvy, we make them actually create a personal budget and a business budget. And every time I mentor clients, this section is the part that they pretty much hate doing the most. Um, even though, you know, I think a lot of bookkeepers and it's the same with mentors, a lot of mentors mentor businesses and are amazing mentoring their own clients. But when it comes to running their own business, a lot of mentors actually need mentoring. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. like, I mean, like I've had, I've had, I've, you've got about 10 things pop into my brain. I want to share with you. And you just <laughs> that. Number one, I've always, I mean, I'm a strong believer. I practice what I preach. I've had a business coach from the day <laughs> we're talking the other day. Three things happened when I started my business. I opened a business bank account. I book, I organized a bookkeeper. I engaged a bookkeeper and I organized a business coach. And I have, have not gone a day in the last five years, five, six years where I actually haven't had the support of a business coach because yeah. men, I, I fundamentally completely believe in, you know, coaching and that support and, and being in that space. But the thing is also, um, you know, I'm feeling, I'm filling lots of people's cups up as you are. And as, as you're, as you know, as bookkeepers, they all are. So I actually need someone filling my cup up for me as well. And then it has that, it has that, you know, that flow and effect that the things that I learn from my, I'm in a mastermind group at the moment, but you know, from what I learn in my group, that I can then go and share. So it's like paying it forward as well. Exactly. I can go and share that with my clients um, as well. So it's, a, it's this beautiful symbiotic sort of relationship that goes on. The other thing I want to touch on there, Angie, is, is you know, what people, you know, the, they feel like what they think their business should be, mm. how it should be like and how it should be run. And I think that, you know, that's, it comes back to very much, um, I've had, you know, numerous conversations with people recently, and I know we're getting a little bit off topic here, but it's kind of um, around the, what a de their definition of success is, you know, yes. that they, they aspire because what they've been told, just, you know, what they've been conditioned um, by societal conditioning and by our stories and, and that sort of thing of what, you know, what they think success is, what it is, which is, you know, how you should be running your business and that sort of thing. And then when you actually, you, you maybe get to that and I've worked with a number of people that actually get to it and they go, I'm not actually, happy. hang on a minute. I'm not, yeah. this is not, this is not floating my boat at all. Mm. Um, and it's, it was never their It was never their version of success. And it's kind of like the way that, you know, what you're saying about bookkeepers with their business and stuff like that. It's, it's peeling. It's, it's taking all this back, you know, it's taking a few step backs back and just, you know, it's the other thing I talk to people a lot about what, the, what, what does wealth mean to them? Like, you know, wealth can mean so many different things to so many different people. Um, and, you know, yeah. it, it, and they're all, it's all right. But a lot of times that's not even necessarily related to money. Yeah. And um, so I think it's, 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 it's having that, you know, creating that space to sort of move, clear out all the, the stuff that's not serving them anymore and getting that, you know, getting clarity and awareness and efficiency 
So then they can be really, really clear of, you know, building a business by design as opposed to by default of what they think it should be. Yeah. And, so and going back and doing the work to actually be able to do that. And well, that's the work so growth, the development. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And it's what we're really trying to focus with our clients right now. And also, you know, the reason why watching the webinar the other week with you, the more and more I just kept watching you, the more I was like, this goes directly in relation to what we are working with our clients right now and understanding that just because you're a bookkeeper doesn't mean that you need to have all the answers for yourself. No, no not at all. Not at all. And that's, you know, that comes back to just because you're a bookkeeper doesn't mean you necessarily, you mean you'd be very good with other people's stuff. Yeah. But you might not, you know, because we're too close to our own finances sometimes, you know, we've got that emotional involvement and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's, it's very easy to go and, you know, sort <laughs> to help other people and support other people. But sometimes it's a bit harder to put your own oxygen mask on because you are just too close. Exactly. And especially That's right exactly. now, since COVID, um, the industry has completely changed and yeah. a lot of bookkeepers, whole businesses have completely transformed in a very short time. And I think a lot of them, you know, the reason why I took the webinar that you did the other day is that, you know, when I came to Australia, I was paying a lot of money in visas in school to stay in the country. Um, and I had very little funds and because that time was so, I wouldn't say traumatic, but so instrumental into how I was able to basically survive and become the person that I am now. Um, it has changed my perspective on finances and it's getting to the point that I think it's because of our bookkeeping clients that I can see how it's affecting me and how it is actually shaping my decision-making processes, mm. both personally and professionally. Yeah. And I think that resonates with a lot of bookkeepers as well, because bookkeepers always have this thing that they're always afraid of losing a client, mm. no matter how amazing they are. And we deal with some bookkeepers that are so talented, have so much to give their clients, but there's always that little bit of hesitation where they're scared to do the next step because what if I lose a client? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that comes around to the relationship with money and how they think about money yeah, and their absolutely. finances as in general. So what I kind of thought would be great just to start off the conversation today about talking about money yeah. is going through and really under, helping everyone understand the importance of knowing your numbers. Yep, sure. As bookkeepers, we are, we talk about this all the time because that's what bookkeepers do. But again, they don't have anyone saying this to them. <laughs> so I'd love to pick your brain on it a little bit yep, and sure. um, kind of figure out what, why is it so important to shine a light on your finances? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, it's a really interesting thing with our own personal finances because we can be very, um, a lot of times we actually don't want to look at it because we just don't want to look at it. And it's like pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing it away. And it's that, you know, it's really interesting. It's that 
because we're fearful of actually what we're going to see and what we're going to, when we do pull a curtain back and shine out, you know, shine the light on our finances, we're actually fearful of what we're going to find. Yeah. And it's the interesting thing is that fear is actually what's holding us back, which is what's just keeping us small, which is what's stopping us from, you know, stepping into our power, both personally and our business. Business is important to, to have a look at, you know, knowing your numbers and understanding what makes up your money pot and that sort of thing. Because my favourite saying, and I'm going to, I'll probably, you know, trot out a few of my sayings today on the podcast. Love it. <laughs> my favourite saying of all time, and it's actually my saying, is knowing where your money goes gives you freedom and choice of actually where you want it to go. So it's not making it right or wrong. It's not making it good or bad. It's just being able to make those, you know, once you have this information, once you have the data, once you have the, you know, knowledge, you're then able to make educated and informed decisions about what you want to do, how you want it to structure it, how you I mean. And so what I like, you know, and what I'll be sharing this today is just really, you know, breaking down the ways that you can, the way that you can do that. And the first one is to actually, you know, as I was saying, is to go and make friends with your bank account. If you actually <laughs> don't go and have, a, and look, and I say this kind of flippantly and jokingly, but the number of people I know, I particularly know. women, that don't want to go and actually have a look at their bank accounts, actually don't want to go and see what is going on. So my number one thing is, <laughs> is to go and make friends with your bank account. Go and just have a look. Have a look at what's, you know, what's going in, you know, what the flow of funds is around your bank accounts, what sort of, what's the structure of your bank accounts and, you know, and what's coming out, you know, how it's, how the flow of funds is, is happening. Um, you know, understand how much you have coming in. Do you understand where you've got, you know, what you, your business income, whether you've got investment income, whether you might have income from Centrelink, child support, wherever it is, it's understanding. And, you know, I, I call this sort of doing a personal financial audit mm, on, your, love that. On, your own, on your own finances. So it, it's, you know, it's about line in the sand stuff. Let's just, you know, because another saying that I really love is the best map in the world is no good if you don't know where you are. And that is so appropriate when we're talking about oh, our finances. It is. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is also, you know, it's important to understand where you are. But also the thing is, if you're wanting to do something different, so that might be to, to reduce debt, that might be to put away money for cash reserves, particularly, you know, that's a fairly big, you know, important thing for people at the moment. It might be to build wealth. It might be to reinvest in your business, um, put away money for holidays, which is a big, you know, big thing. A lot of people's lists at the moment when they can, um, yes. you know, put away money for kids' education, whatever it might be, you have to understand what makes up your money pot because you're going to have to do something different if you want to start channeling money to different areas and, and you know, changing the I love and that sort of thing. So, that you, just you know, first up. of all, it's really important to understand where you are. <laughs> yeah. I love that you just brought that so up. It's, really it's so important. And that's actually when we do, I've just went through three different mentoring sessions the last two month and a half oh. where doing the business budget, I made them do their business budget now. And all of these clients want to grow their business for yeah. multiple different reasons yeah. but they want to grow their business yes so i made them do the business budget now and then do the business budget for what their goal is to how they're going to get their goal to happen yeah. so it's thinking in the future which is so similar to what you were just talking yeah. about it's yeah. great 
Yeah. And so it's just, you know, I mean, so it's just having that understanding of, you know, where you're at, Mm. because once you clear that space, then you're in the position to then be able to say, well, what, you know, I mean, and that's, that's my final piece of when I'm doing my program is, well, what are your visions? What, what is your vision? What are your aspirations? You know, I mean, we spend so much time in our lives focusing on what we don't want, what we don't have, what we don't have enough of, mm-hmm. what we're missing out on. Sometimes it's, well, you know, and where your focus goes, your energy flows. So that's one thing is if you keep thinking about it, guess what's going to keep showing up in your life? Exactly. That's going a little bit, you know, left of centre there. But the other thing is it's sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to focus on actually what we do want. Mm. So it's really getting into that space of, you know, really, you know, I love my favorite saying is if there was no barrier of time, money or skills, what would your greatest life look like and what would be possible? And that's what I think any entrepreneurs. So most bookkeepers are actually entrepreneurs. Anyone that's got their own businesses. So anyone who has their own business, I feel like this should be a question that they're consistently asking them, like being your own boss and having your own business is so much work. You have to consistently remind yourself why you've done it in the first Mm. place. Mm. What are your goals? What are your objectives of having this business? And you know, most of the time, it's either to be able to retire or to be able to turn the, the family into a sole one person working and the one person focusing more on family or being able to retire with more money or, you know, being able to send kids to a really good school or, you know, it all comes down to goals that involves their finances, their personal finances. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, and I just something you just like, it's a bit left different, but you've just reminded me of something with people with, um, with their businesses. And I used to, I used to work with um, a person, you know, that had people that had done um, franchises and stuff like that, the people bought that came on and bought a franchise. And, and I used to do these sessions um, as, you know, part of their induction training and that sort of thing. And it's, two things that this this guy that owned the franchise used to say, if your personal finances and your personal relationships aren't solid, mm-hmm. you won't, you, you know, you'll fail in your business. I agree. And the other thing is, which is, you know, it was at the time I thought, oh, wow, that's a bit, you know, severe and stuff like that, but it's actually, it is so true. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's really important about, you know, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, is that you need to be really clear on what your personal finances is, what your financial commitments are, what your cost of living are, because that needs to be factored into your business as an expense. Mm. Particularly yes. if you're the, you know, I mean, if, and, you know, or if your goal is to, you know, if you've maybe another person in the, you know, another partner or has a, has a, um, has an income as an, you know, as an employee, or you might be both a business owners, whatever it is, but these expenses, you know, your personal living costs, mm need to be factored in and you know even so that they had a you know their their modeling tools and stuff like that when they were you know when they were doing the the budgets for their businesses that there was actually they created a special section in that budget as for living you know personal living costs so -hmm. they actually physically factored that as in as an expense in their business because obviously that you know that's when you're starting out um, if you, or if you want to be, you know, that that's your sole form of income and that sort of thing. And I mean, that is for me, I'm on my own. I don't have a partner. So my business is my, that's it. Lifeline. Yeah. That's it. that's it. So I need to be very, very clear and very clear on what my, you know, what my business costs are, which I, 
no. Um, but, you know, also be very, very clear on what my cost of living is because that needs to, that's basically what needs to be cut by business needs to cover mm -hmm. to maintain me. Yeah. Me I love that. And like, it's, it's just really, I love that you call it the money pot, um, mm -hmm. knowing your money pot, like it's so important to do. And I know even as bookkeepers, like I have a background in bookkeeping and I know so many bookkeepers who just don't like to look at that it's like you said, you just don't like to look at it where I'm actually in the process. I need to look at my bank account less because <laughs> you're on the other extreme. I'm on the other extreme where I had such intense budgets, every single dollar. Yes. Now this is going back about four years. Every single dollar was allocated. Yes. So I would actually check my bank account every day. Yep. Sometimes a couple times a day. I'm yep. not gonna lie. So yep. I checked it because way you just too much. Know exactly what was going on because exactly. you're living exactly, and that, and, that, and that gets back to that. Yeah. So you need to try and you know reframe those beliefs now. Yeah. So beliefs. it's I'm kind of the opposite of everyone else, but yep. um, you know I think it's a really healthy thing to be able to make friends with your bank account and make yep. friends with what's going in, and it's not to punish yourself if you had, you know, a spending day, it's no. just letting yourself know that it's this is what's that, happening. It's having that awareness. It's, you mm. know, I love the, um, which I'll talk a bit in a sec about, you know, mm. tracking your lifestyle spending, but like, you know, having, I call it conscious spending habits. Like it's just having that awareness mm -hmm. around, you know, just being aware and present and conscious of where and what you're spending your money on. So it doesn't matter what that is. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, you know, it's just having that, you know, that, you know, that clarion awareness of where and what, where and what it's being spent on and, you know, what's, what's happening and stuff like that. So it's not, yeah, it's, I don't, I actually don't particularly like the word budget because I mm -hmm. feel like people immediately feel like they, you know, that they have to deny themselves something and they're going to go into that, you know, it's going, it's like the word diet in a way. Like it's, it's, you're going to have to, <laughs> yes, something needs to be taken away. Something needs, you need to be denied, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I don't, which goes into that more that, you know, that scarcity and lack mindset and stuff like that. So I just, um, which is what we've been talking about that you, you're, you're having to, to do some work on now. Yeah. Um, so I really like to flip it and talk about, you know, conscious spending, uh, a conscious spending plan, you know, those sorts of things. So it's not about, going scorched earth and doing nothing mm. because that's not going to be sustainable anyway. It's not. It's just about being very, you know, having everything set up and, you know, um, the other, you know, the other saying I love is you can't um, manage what you don't measure. So it's just about being, you know, understanding okay. and, and bookkeepers. I mean, obviously that's, the, <laughs> that would be one of you. That could be a mantra as a bookkeeper, um, <laughs> But it's, it's, it's so, you know, understand what you've got coming in, understand what, you go, what you've got going out. And that's where I do a lot of, you know, provide a lot of support for people. So we go through and review people's fixed costs. Mm -hmm. So fixed costs is anything that you pay. And this is talking about, I mean, I'm talking from a personal perspective, but obviously, you know, I've, I work with a lot of clients uh, that, are, that have got their own businesses. So I say this can be completely, whatever I talk about can be mirrored in your business as well. It's just a different mm. numbers. Um, reviewing your fixed costs is anything that you pay on a regular ongoing basis. And it's usually, you know, usually about the same amount. So it's, you know, it's your rent, it's your mortgage, it's your loan repayments, your insurances, um, 
your utilities, your phone and internet, your streaming subscriptions, which is a big thing for a lot of people now. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> you know, memberships, um, your rates, your body corporate, your um, education, you know, children's costs, so child care education, you know, so all those things that you pay on a regular ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. I, my th first thing is for people to actually list out what they've, what they've got, what their fixed costs are, and then go through and, and do a, um, you know, a ticker across besides the ones that you can review and the ones you can't review, because there's some that you can't review. So if you live in a, if you own a property, you can't review your rates, council rates. If you live in a townhouse or a unit block, you can't review your body corporate fees. They, you know, they're usually set. If you own a car, you can't review your registration of your car. So, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of, I mean, most places you, you only usually have one water provider. Um, so you can't shop around different, you know, water providers so so it's going through and you know working out which ones you can and can't review um and then i you know people say oh yeah i know Melissa, i should review them but i don't have you know hours and days to to go around and ring all the different providers and i'm not actually 100 percent sure what my policy plan cover whatever you've got mm. with them actually covers so and so i don't know whether i'd be you know comparing apples with apples or apples with oranges and i i completely get that and it and it can be you know it can be very can be very daunting overwhelming daunting yeah. and what i suggest to people is just ring your current provider tell them you're having a look around and you would like a review of whatever you have with them it can be just one phone call i love this and i <laughs> i can't guarantee 100% of the time but i probably i reckon about 90 something percent of the time they will offer you some incentive, which is usually a financial incentive to stay with them because it's much, you know, it's much easier for them to, particularly in the current environment, to keep an existing customer or client than try and go and get new ones. So they will usually offer you some incentive to stay with them, mm -hmm. um, which will usually be a financial one. So, and then obviously if they don't, or you want to go and actually have a look around the marketplace or what, you know, to do a compare and contrast, there are fantastic organizations that can give you a hand with that as well. So, and that's um, something we actually, we last month, we launched our priorities masterclass yeah. where in it, it's again, not necessarily just about bookkeeping. It's about anyone really, but it's understanding your priorities and prioritizing them. Mm. So mm -hmm. in our masterclass, we went through and basically you write down, 25 priorities and then you whittle it down to five priorities yeah. and then you figure out when you're going to do those five priorities. Once those yeah. priorities are done, then you move on to the next. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fantastic. It's like chunking, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. <laughs> One chunk. You know. of yeah, exactly. And it's like for things oh, like that, mm -hmm. if, <laughs> if, you know, looking through those fixed costs that could be changed is yeah. a priority, then it needs to be, I hate, you know, I'm really bad at being one of these people. And I know a lot of other people are that I just don't have the time to do it. Yeah. If it's priority, you should be making time to do it. Well, it's, 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 I, you usually provide, I mean, I don't get, I don't do it for people because I obviously, you know, I'm, I'm there to sort of give them the tools and the support to be able to do it. And very much the accountability as well. Yes, I love the accountability. <laughs> but I mean, I but I will give them. I will direct them to particular people to have a chat to, or you know, ring their current provider. Or if you want to look at other external, you know, people that there is, I will give them 
people that they can actually talk to so they don't actually have to go and source that for themselves either. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's yeah, it's giving, um, sharing my resources and my contacts for, mm-hmm. for them to make this process as easy as possible. Because, you know, the beauty is if you can save a little bit, you know, in all these different areas with your fixed costs, all of a sudden you freed up cash flow. For everything then, else. Or to do whatever, you know, to do, you know, I mean, to direct to these other areas or just to have as lifestyle or to have as, you know, whatever that is, whatever is important for you. And that's mm-hmm. different for everyone. Um, but it's, it's a really, it's a really easy way to free up without really changing anything. Mm-hmm. Is free up cash flow. Yeah. Um, and there's two other things when people are reviewing their fixed costs, I always get them to, to check as well. If they're, if they're going to the trouble of doing it, is to make sure whatever they've got in place best reflects their current circumstances. That's a really big one as well. Like if you're going, you know, that's why I say, tell them having a look around and you'd like to, a review. Um, I'll give you a, my personal example is a, just recently I reviewed my private health insurance because I've been getting fairly regular um, letters saying that my premium was increasing and my premium was increasing. And it was just getting to the point where it was actually, I was going, this is just getting a bit too much on a fortnightly basis with everything else. Yeah. So I reviewed my private health insurance and not only did I significantly reduce my premium, which was fantastic, but I found out the cover I had, which is, was a fantastic cover, but it was for someone about 30 years older than me <laughs> and touch wood. There was a lot of things in my cover that I will never, you know, that I hopefully will never have to claim on. So I actually changed the type of cover that I had to better reflect the circumstances and what I want covered for myself and my kids at the moment. So that was fantastic. So it just, um, and now when I claim, mm-hmm. I actually get a better, you know, get a better payout. Um, and it's very reflective of what we've, you know, what we, what I want to have covered. And the third thing is to make sure that what you think you actually have covered is covered. So I'll, the example I will give you here is with your contents insurance on your home. Um, a lot of people feel like, um, think that they've got different events covered through their contents insurance. You know, there's all different events that you can have covered. And then when we go and review it, they realise that they actually didn't have that cover mm. in place for that event. So then they obviously can then, you know, they're in a situation to make an educated, informed decision whether actually they want to put that in place or not. But, you know, it's nothing worse than actually, particularly with insurances, that something happens and you yeah, go to cover it. And you're not, and you find out you're not covered. So that's another thing. So you know, making sure what you're paying is as efficient as possible, what you've got best reflects your current circumstances, and what you think you're paying for and you've got covered is actually covered as well. So some really, you know, fantastic things to look at there with your fixed costs. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think it's really important, especially, you know, again, because bookkeepers a lot are business owners and yeah. those fixed costs typically especially if it's a sole income household those fixed costs for personal just amplify when it's also fixed costs for businesses because a lot of bookkeepers have ongoing um, fixed fee costs for subscriptions for the different applications that they use and those you really can't not pay or else then you can't help your clients (laughs) exactly you can't sustain your business yeah yeah so it's really good i think for bookkeepers to be able to go through and see what they can change um to really make the most out of it because you know especially right now the world of bookkeeping is changing and this is basically the time for bookkeepers to be if they are wanting to grow to be actively 
creating lead generation campaigns, um, working on their marketing, everything like that. And, um, you know, really analyzing and going through to how they can make that happen while also making sure that the cash flow is still, you know, really still fluid and that the financial structure is still in a way that it's going to be a success. Yeah. And I had a, I had a client, um, that I was working with recently, there was a business owner and she went through and reviewed, you know I mean? Because a lot of things are just automatic, you know I mean? They direct debit or come off your credit card or whatever. Yeah. And you don't, it just happens every month and you don't really. And she went through and actually, and she had a lot of different subscriptions and things. And, and I can't remember what she, but she actually, and there was some stuff that she didn't really need anymore. I mean, there was some that had to stay, as you were mm-hmm. saying, you know, obviously there was some stuff that had to stay for her to be able to, to conduct her business to run a business, but she um, closed down a few things um, and, you know, stopped a few things. And it's, you know, I mean, and once again, that freed up cash flow in her business because it was, you know, reducing her fixed costs. So it's, mm. it's, it's a really good thing to do. And it's a very simple way to free up, you know, to free it up. It is. We, after COVID actually hit, um, team savvy had a big meeting and we, yeah. we actually went through, we did, basically the financial review of Savvy as a team together and went through all of the different fixed fees, ongoing, just everything that goes through to make Savvy because it's quite, you know, it takes quite a few different subscriptions to make Savvy a business. And um, we went through it and there was so many things where once we looked at it as a whole, that we could just get rid of. <laughs> why you questioning why? I mean, everything yeah. you should question, well, why have you got it here? Why is it, you know, why are we using it? Why is it in place? Is it essential? Can we replace it with something that's just as good that there's doesn't, you know, less a lesser fee? You know, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's all those sorts of things. Yeah. And it was, it was really, I think, I think as a team, it was a really therapeutic thing to really understand where the money was going out, what was going on. And, being able to go through and check off the things that were no longer necessary. It was really, it was a lovely feeling to be able to be like, we have just fixed this bit. And yeah. even if it was something like a hundred dollars a month, that's still $1,200 a year. That so adds up. Absolutely. I just, I just, I just removed a couple of things from my Foxtel and yeah. I've just made up $30 a month. I'm just like, that's fantastic. Yeah. It adds up. Yeah. And, you know, with me, I'm, I'm so big at, um, you know, consistently learning and consistently upskilling myself that, you know, $30 a month for me, that's a whole heap of different mentoring things that I can do. And it gets me excited and it gets me inspired to keep doing it. Um, And I know right now with a lot of our community, they're all thinking the same thing is that they're, since bookkeeping has completely changed, they want to put the money that they're getting now back into their businesses to yeah. further their businesses and further, you know, what their overall objectives are. And, um, which is great. I love that. It's right yeah. up my alley of what the way I think. Yes. Of things. Yeah. 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 But, um, it's, it's one of those things that it can be really exciting that once you start doing it, it's like opening a can of worms. There could be yeah, so many it can other be places. Very, it can be very liberating. And, you know, mm. there's a lot of, um, you know, more in the, in the energetic space and stuff like that about, you know, I mean, of clearing your, clearing your home, mm. physically, you know, clearing out your cupboards and, you know, spaces and stuff like that. So it's the same, it's kind of the same thing in your business. 
that if you're freeing up these spaces, then you're bringing your, your, well, sorry, you're opening the space or creating a space for something new to come in. Mm. Um, and so, and so I was, apart from saving money to be able to, you know, reallocate to different areas, you're creating it's this beautiful cluttering. Space. Yes. The it's, the, it's the, and it's, you know, my, my coach at the moment says, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. So, and it's very, very true with, mm-hmm. with all this, you know, decluttering, clearing out the spaces, you know, all that sort of thing. It's really, um, yeah, it's quite interesting if you do that and create that, you know, if you're, if you don't, if you're really crowded and cluttered and stuff like that, there's no room for anything else to come in. And to be honest, this is so not about financials, but that's how my, that's how my brain works. So um, if my house or my desk, my Indian living area starts to get really cluttered and really messy, that typically shows that my head is not yep. in a great place yes. Yes. and it carries out through everywhere, but it's visibly noticeable when my house starts to get really messy or anything yep. like that. Like I like things all very tidy and neat. Yep. Yep. Um, and as soon as it starts, stops being that it's because my brain is in the same way. And I feel yep. like when people are afraid to look at their finances, sometimes their finances, there's nothing wrong with them. No, no. But it could be a decluttering or something that needs to happen to make them feel more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a knowing or it's just, you know, it's just that, you know, it's just reviewing your fixed costs. And the other, the other area I work with people on this is actually, you know, tracking their lifestyle spending, having a look at their lifestyle spending or the discretionary spending. So the way that I said, you know, it's anything that's not a fixed cost and pretty much every time you walk out the door and spend money, that's what it is. So it's, it's for a lifestyle thing. So, you know, groceries, going out, socialising, personal grooming, coffees, alcohol, whatever you I mean, whatever you spend your money on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other area because once we review our fixed costs, they're pretty much done. They're pretty much set in stone. The thing, the beauty with our lifestyle spending is we have a little, you know, we have a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. on, you know, what they, where that money can be channeled and directed and that sort of thing. So the other thing I suggest people to do is to track their spending, their lifestyle spending for 30 days. Once again, it's not about right or wrong or good or bad. It's just, just understanding knowing. where and what you're spending your money on because, and then you can make a decision of are you comfortable with where you're spending money on? You know, I mean, I'll use coffee is always a good example to pick on. You know, I, I do the coffee. I, I cut out coffee, buying coffee when I moved here yes. because where I was in my spending, that 3 or $4 a day, that added up. It sure does. It sure does. And if you're, if you're really trying to be careful, obviously that's a – so it's not about saying don't have coffee. It's if you actually track it for 30 days and go – holy moly, I didn't realise it's, it's, it's just having that awareness. Mm-hmm. Holy moly, I didn't realise I was spending that much on coffee. All right, we might just, you know, cut that buy back. Buy a nice coffee. We'll buy a nice coffee machine and do it exactly. at home. Whatever it might be, come back, buy one a day, um, get a coffee machine, whatever, whatever it is. Like I've had clients that, yes, that have done it all, all of the above. Yeah. That have a nice coffee machine. Um, you know what I mean? So it's, and they've made me a couple and they're really nice. So it's, um, so it's, it's, it's not a one size fits all for everyone. It's just actually sort of, and once you have that information, you can then make a decision on where you're, if you're happy with what you're spending on coffees, that's absolutely fine. Luck with everything. But if you've got other areas that you want to spend on either lifestyle 
or you want to channel it into these different areas, then you can say, well, you know, if we just cut back a little bit in this area, this area, this area, then we've got this money to channel into these other areas. But unless you know that, unless you have that information, that data, you can't make, you don't know those, you're sort of running blind. You don't have those, you know, you don't have the information to actually be able to make those decisions. No, and I love that. And that's what um, I find really interesting with how you, you know, were able um, during the session that I attended, um, I found it really interesting when you went through in, you know, going through the different scenarios that you're currently living in about how, you know, what's helping or hindering you to manage your money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, by understanding your cash flows, by knowing your personal spending and knowing your lifestyle spending, it really helps you understand more of what is hindering. I think, you know, for, for a lot of people knowing what's hindering. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, you know, I mean, so it's, you know, does your, does your current structure help you or hinder you to manage your money? So is it really Mm. streamlined and seamless and automated or is it really clunky with lots of, you know, human involvement? I always find the more human involvement, the less, the more clunky it's going to be and the less likely yep. whatever's going to happen will happen. And that's just, you know, that's just human nature. It is. Um, <laughs> so it's just, and you know, it's not a, I don't say this is one size fits all. Like I've got, you know, as I shared the other night, I've got strategies that you can look at doing and setting up different bank accounts and flows of funds and automating and, and all that sort of thing um, as a, you know, as a baseline it's just making sure everything's as efficient as possible. Like it's, you know, reviewing your bank accounts. If you've got bank accounts open that you're not using, that you're paying fees on. Why? For goodness sake, close them. Close them. <laughs> Don't have them open. The other thing is, you know, reviewing your debts. Make sure they're as efficient as possible. Like make sure you're minimising the amount. And when I say as efficient as possible, mm-hmm. I'm talking about minimising the amount of interest that you're paying. So there's, you know, there's lots of strategies you can look at doing to make sure that there is, you know, they're as efficient as possible. And once again, I've got fantastic people that can help, that help my clients to, to do that review and make sure they're, they're as efficient as possible. Um, so there's, you know, there's all sorts of things of making sure that the efficiency, the flow of funds is, you know, streamlined and seamless and automated, but also that there's, you know, they're as efficient as possible. Mm. Make sure that, you know, because it just, once again, it removes that whole going ons in your brain that if it's all if that's all sorted you don't have to make this decision every time someone asks you to do something you have to go okay what bills have we got coming what are we doing what are the, like this is this whole process that you have to go through the way that i you know get my clients to set it up that they actually don't they're very they're very very clear of what you know there's money available for fixed costs mm-hmm. they've got good clarity over what you know what's the lifestyle spending and then they then also know what's left over to perhaps allocate and general, you know, allocate to different areas. Yeah. And it's so important, especially with bookkeepers right now, because the industry is changing so much and so much is going more digital. I know that there's a lot more talk, especially even just within savvy um, bookkeepers are understanding they need websites and they need websites. Now they need that digital presence and, mm-hmm. you know, getting a website made that's a good website that's going to help your business grow, um, you know, isn't inexpensive. It's something that you need to have money to allocate towards. And um, I know for a lot of people, what's holding them back from having a website is solely just the financial 
Yeah. And it's one of those things that, you know, the more you understand what's happening with your budget and the Mm -hmm. more that you're aware of it, typically it's not that you can't afford it. It's that you're not allowing yourself Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. do that. And that goes for anything, for any business, any, you know, it's any growth that you want to be able to do. If you're not watching and managing your business and understanding what's helping and hindering it. Yes. Um, then you can't really say with an educated understanding, yes, I can't afford this or no, I can't because yeah. you're just mentally saying no to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're closed. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I actually, I mean, I recently had my, <laughs> it took me, I sat on it for a long time and I knew that I was actually getting in the way. I actually had, you know, I had a new website done and then that got done and then I, that made me to actually go and review all my legal documents because they needed to be updated and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. there's some that need to be put in place. And so, you know, I mean, I've just gone through a whole process of, you know, it started off making sure I had my, you know, privacy agreement, my terms and conditions and stuff like that for my website. But then I, you know, got a new coaching agreement done. I'm running retreats. So I've got a, you know, a retreat. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, and I just, I feel I have, I've had, I've got six new documents created by a, you know, by a solicitor. And I just, I just feel fantastic. You know I mean? It's just, mm. cause it's, it's given me that, you know, that baseline to, to really go and, you know, yeah. build my business, build it in different areas and just to know that I'm, you know, I'm as You've protected. Got that sorted. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it feels very, very grown up actually. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's, to be honest, you're the third person to say that in like the last four weeks. Yeah. Because, because everything, everything that's been happening, um, our templates have been very popular among bookkeepers just to yeah. get things organized to streamline their processes. Yeah. And everyone's been saying it makes me feel very grown up to have these sorted. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really funny thing. And it, this gets back very much the, you know, the sort of mindset stuff as well. But mm. it's it's a way of not having, you know, and I'm, you know, this is generally speaking, but like, you know, if you don't have a website and you don't have your leg, you know, your proper documents, you know, your proper baseline, you know, foundations in place, you're saying, Oh, well, it's not really a serious business. You know I mean? It's just, and I mean, and a lot of these serious businesses are making, you know, providing them in families with a sole income and stuff like that. So it's not, you know, it's, oh, it's just a bit of a sideline business. You know I mean? It's just, it's not, it's a serious ongoing concern mm-hmm. which should be given the respect it deserves like you know and it's like and I, you know I've haven't yeah and it's just and that was a big understanding for me with the with stuff I'm doing the work I'm doing with my coach and and my mastermind group and stuff like that that it was it was a really important thing for me to actually you know make the investment because you know, it was a you know it was a reasonable investment mm-hmm. um both on my website and also then getting these legal documents in place. Yeah, to make sure. And it's 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 actually really, it's had a big impact on my, how I feel about my business now and, and that sort of thing. So it's just, yeah, it's it's, it's really, don't under- very therapeutic. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, you know, on a personal perspective, on a business perspective, don't underestimate the power of doing this stuff and how that's going to, how it's going to impact you which, and then how it impacts you is how you're showing up and what you're going to attract um, with your, you know, with clients and, and that sort of thing. It's really, it's kind of like that symbiotic, symbiotic sort of relationship. Um, Love that, it. Yeah. It's really, it's really important stuff and not to be, yeah, not to be 
ignored. Yeah, no, I love it. It's been, I think this has been such a great um, podcast, just having that open conversation about finances and open understanding. And I think, you know, every time we get to that one section in the business plan, pretty much everyone is always either, you know, even though they're, we have bookkeepers that are just amazing at budgeting and they're like, oh, yep, I already have a budget. I'll do it. There's still always that comment that, oh, but I hate doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's opening up that conversation to feel more comfortable in doing it for you. And, you know, it's a very famous thing that Amy, the owner of um, the Savvy Bookkeeper talks about is bookkeepers should not be doing their own bookkeeping. No. That's a very big thing because they need that check up to make sure that they're doing this the right thing as well um it's the same thing for you know every kind of business kind of thing yeah. but um i think you know this has been a really great um session and i know you kind of mentioned a little bit before about your retreats mm. um and i know you have one that's coming up very shortly do you want to just have a quick little sure, sure. chat about that yeah i've got it it's it's a wealth consciousness retreat for professional women so it's coming up in september it's the 15th to the, hang on, it's because I, 15th to the 18th of September. It's up in Montville in the Sunshine Coast. Obviously, it's for, at the moment, it'll be only. Queenslanders, <laughs> um, which is, you know, that's okay. But um, it's just, it's, it's really doing a, a deep dive into, um, you know, what's going on for you, um, this is, you know, I mean, this is the, what I've, I'll just read you my tiny little spill. So mm-hmm. this retreat is perfect for you. If you already have the self-awareness that there is an unhealthy relationship with money going on and you're ready to take inspired action and break free from the cycle that keeps showing up in your life. So it's, you know, it's, re- it's sort of, it's, it'll be doing what we talked about today mm-hmm. um, on the tangible side of things, but also very much on the mindset side of things. So whatever needs to be cleared around limiting beliefs and blocks, we'll clear that. And that, you know, my, my very big goal um, is for women to not, you know, have a beautiful retreat because we're going to have a, be- you know, we're going to be cooked for, we're going to have some beautiful wine if that's what you A little you- bit of a holiday. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to be, I, I'm, I don't just, I'm, I'm with, people that know me, it'll be a really lovely retreat. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be lovely cheese, you know, I mean, all that sort of stuff. But really importantly, so we'll be doing it in a beautiful, luxurious environment and where we're staying is spectacular. Um, but it's, I've been on a lot of, I've been on quite a lot of retreats myself and, you know, you have this amazing time there, but you know, then the minute you leave, you go back and it's just back to normal, back to normal. I mean, I will come back to my family. I, you know, come back to my life, you know I mean? So, so what my, my wish for everyone and they will be leaving with this is that, you know, we're going to clear the space. And then it'll be, it'll be different for, because there's different reasons. I mean, the business women that are coming along um, now, the ladies that are already coming. And so there's, you know, whatever your intention that you want to actually achieve, mm-hmm. you will have a very tangible, strategic action plan to actually take and implement the minute you actually oh, love action plans. So it's, and I will also, part of my retreat is actually doing a follow-up session. Mm-hmm after the retreat, just to touch base and see how you're going with what, you know, your plan that you, what, and it's going to be different for everyone. It's not going to be a, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever you're wanting to achieve because the ladies that are coming, there's different reasons that they're, they're coming. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. So there are some spots still available. So if anyone is interested, please, um, 
please let me know or, or let um, let Angie know and we can um, we can get the details to you. Yeah, for anyone who is interested, we are going to be having all of Melissa's links in our quick links on our website. So you can just easily go to there. We do have a very special link that we are going to be including in our podcast links as well. And that is a special offer that Melissa has been nice enough to offer all of our Savvy Community members and the Bookkeeper's Voice listeners. And that is a special 45-minute complimentary complimentary strategy session um, and that will be of course over zoom and um, we will have the link for that in uh, our all of our quick links we will we'll put all the quick links in there for you and if you want to kind of have a bit of a discussion about you know where you are at just personally either professionally personally however you want to do it um, you know you might be one of me because I know there are a couple of bookkeepers in our community that do over budget as well and keep themselves on a very tight leash um, and then feel kind of guilty when they do do something that's for them or if you're on the other spectrum and just love spending the money and then you know get into a bit of trouble that way um, I think it'd be great to pick Melissa's mind a little bit and uh, see what uh, can come of that but um, that's, a, that's an interesting one that you're saying there Angie you know I mean it, it's um, it's it's might be overspending it might be underspending it might be you know allowing giving yourself permission to spend on yourself I've worked yeah. with women in all those different spaces and it's not it's you know none of these are right or wrong or good or bad it's just whether they're serving you or not yeah. serving that's the thing and that's the, if it's impacting you in your life you know personally professionally in your business in your relationships um if it's showing up and it's not you know it's not serving you that's the you know that's what we need to look at um at clearing yeah i love it thank you so much for joining us well, that's all right thank you for thank you for having me it's been great it's yes. just like having a chat i know i love it, it makes it so much <laughs> nicer to do a podcast this way <laughs> absolutely i love these now next week everyone we are going to have melissa back again and we're going to be talking more about mastering your money mindset um, which is what I'm personally really excited about. Um, I think it's going to be a really great chat, especially for those of you who um, businesses have actually become really, really busy since COVID. I think it will be a really fantastic um, episode to tune in and just kind of help you readjust your own mindset and towards managing and understanding your money and your finances. Mm -hmm. um, I think it'll be a really great episode and I'm really looking forward to it. But um, thank you so much for joining us today, Melissa. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for, um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, as always, guys, stay safe, sane and savvy. Thank oh. you so much. <laughs> See you Bye. later. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week. So subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other Savvy Bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.